Okay, welcome to Finance Friday. This is Jerry Feta. I'm the owner, founder, CEO of Wealth Dynamics. And I'm coming to you live this Friday to talk about how to build wealth, right? This is a course I've been doing uh, every week for years on end now. And the real purpose of this is to fulfill one of my purposes, which is to spread financial literacy and financial education, right? So um, a little bit about my backstory, if you've not heard this before. So I was a financial advisor for a number of years. I worked uh, with Dave Ramsey. Uh, I've worked with Grant Cardone. I've worked with uh, Pamela Yellen. I've worked with many different people in the financial space. I've studied all of the books. Uh, I've done all the biographies and really spent time digging into what most people would consider financial advising, right? And and this is because growing up, I didn't grow up with money and with wealth. So I was somebody that I saw the problems that are created by not having wealth, right? But I didn't necessarily know the solutions. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to start studying this stuff. I want to do this as a profession. Makes sense, right? So that's what I did. And so I started learning about the investing world and mutual funds and, you know, stocks and bonds and all these different things that we hear about. And I started to get very involved in that. And, and the reason I share this is because, you know, that's where many of us start, right? If you're watching this, you're probably watching this and saying, wow, I, I, I want to, you know, build wealth. I want to build financial independence. And you're looking at, okay, well, what's the best way to go about this, right? What's the best way to get started? And, and if you're asking yourself that question, you've probably looked into many of the same things I learned about. Right. You've probably looked at the mutual funds. You've probably looked at the stocks. You've probably looked at the bonds. Right. And, and so what I want to share with you tonight is how to build wealth with speed. Right. How do you build wealth with speed? Speed is something that means you're moving fast. Right. Your particles are going rapidly. You're, you're earning income quickly. You're saving money quickly. You're investing quickly. And so I want to spend some time this evening sharing that with you. Right. Because here's the reality. Most people never build wealth, right? We hear about the top 1%. We hear about the top 1%. And for me, when I was learning about money and wealth, I was never taught what the top 1% do. Think about this. You were taught what? You were taught what your financial advisor would do. You were taught what Wall Street would do. You were taught what the banks would do, right? You were not taught what are the wealthy actually doing. I want you to think about the last time you sat down with a financial advisor from who cares? Edward Jones, Merrill Lynch, you know, Morgan Stanley, doesn't matter. You name the firm and, and you compared net worths, right? And you looked at what they were doing compared to what the Jeff Bezos of the world are doing or, the, or the, the John Rockefellers or the Andrew Carnegie's, right? It doesn't happen. It doesn't come up. And instead we get this prescribed, okay, just put your money in the market and, and wait it out and good things will happen if you wait long enough. Right. And so the reality is that's not how wealth is built. So the reason I want to differentiate this is not only are we talking about wealth not being a thing, like we're talking about how to build it quickly. Let alone most people are trying to figure out how to build it at all. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple steps today. Now, here's the thing that I want to do. I'm going to sketch this out really quick. Right. So most of the things we do with our money, this is you. Right. And you've got your your dollars here. Right. Most of the things that we do. Build wealth later. Right. Usually around age 60. Right. If we can even call that wealth, really, the proper word would be retirement. 
Okay, and so what we're doing is we're taking our dollar and we're saying, I'm not going to use this money now. I'm going to do what? I'm going to defer it. I'm going to put this money here later. And I'm going to hope that I have maybe three or four times more money than I started with. Right. And, and what will happen is I'll finally be able to live life now. Right. This is that retirement dream. The nest egg is finally built. We're finally, you know, enjoying all of the hard work and we're age 60 and, and, and we've earned it and we did the 40 year career. Right. So here's the thing. And here's the problem with this model. Okay. If you're like me, one of your definitions of wealth would be inclusive of quality of life, meaning what is the quality of the life happening here? Right between now, because you know, guys, I maybe think I'm 32 right now. Sometimes I have to check, right? Uh, but if I'm 32 and I'm like, great, I want to retire when I'm 60. Cool. So, what about the next 28 years? What is my quality of life going to look like then? And if you look at the average American, right, they're typically what paycheck to paycheck, right? They're restricted by money. Their quality of life is not where they'd like it to be. If they could improve it, they would. Right. If they could increase the quality of life, they would. But the problem is, is, is what are we doing? Think about where does your money go? You get a paycheck from your job, right? Where does it go? The first place it goes is, is you have your taxes withheld, right? So I want to just share this with you again as a visual. Let's clear our little guy off here. Right. Where does it go? First, your money goes to the IRS in the form of taxes, right? Where does it go next? Next place it goes is it goes to Wall Street, right? In your 401k plan or your retirement plan, right? So you did the work, you earned the check, right? Where does it go? First goes to the IRS, then it goes to Wall Street. There, Then where does it go? Okay, then it goes into a bank, right? It goes to the bank. It goes into your checking account. It goes to your mortgage, your car payment, Right? And then where does it go, right? Finally, you get to start using it and you're just paying living expenses. You're buying groceries, you're doing all this stuff, right? And, and here's the thing that, that we don't think about here. If you use a credit card, you're paying merchant fees, even a percentage of that goes to the bank, right? And at the very bottom, right, you get leftovers, okay? And this is how most people live. And this is how most people live at, at, at various levels. I talk to people who are making millions of dollars and they're still living off of financial leftovers, right? I talk to people who are at the very bottom starting out like I did and they're living off the leftovers. And so the IRS, the banks, Wall Street, these groups, they've gotten very good at getting the largest percentage of your money as they possibly can, as soon as they possibly can and keeping it for as long as they possibly can. And then you get what's left. Right now, here's the problem. We go back to our little guy here. Okay. We go back to our little guy and he's he's here and he's got his money. Right. We'll draw him again with his dollars and he's saving them until age 60 and he's going to retire at age 60. Right. And he thinks he's going to have four times more because he did that. Okay. Not only did he sacrifice his quality of life during this period. Right? He doesn't have wealth during this period. 
right? But he's putting all of his money where he's putting it into the retirement accounts and, and Wall Street and all these things that are going to be ready for him when he's 60 or 65 or whatever age he decides. The problem is, is, is he's going to pay in the highest income brackets. He's going to pay 40 to 50% of this in taxes, right? So not only when he gets the active income, he gets this dollar. Not only does it go first to the IRS then, if he chooses to defer it and put it off till 60, he might get the tax deduction today, but he's going to pay it later on a higher bracket at a higher dollar amount. And again, he will be left with the leftovers, right? So I want to talk to you this evening about, well, how do we stop that? How do we avoid that? Because wealth is something that I believe is a human right. Like everyone has the right to build wealth. And that right starts with you deciding that you're going to protect it. You're going to know about it. You're going to learn about it. You're going to take it seriously and make it important, make it a priority in your life, right? Because, because that's where you're able to actually start to gain the freedoms you're looking for. A lot of this stuff like, you know, don't work too hard. Who's heard that one? Oh, don't work too hard, right? Like what someone is really doing is they're protesting that they aren't spending their time doing the things they would choose to do. Then they come home from work and they're exhausted. So they say, don't work too hard, right? And they think that, well, if I work less or I reduce the amount of effort that I put into my work, that somehow solves the problem. It doesn't solve the problem. You still have the same freedoms, right? Like think about it. If you worked really, really hard for a period of time, let's say it's five years, 10 years, 15 years, you really gave it your all and you knew at the end of that 15 years, you would be able to do whatever you wanted. You'd be completely free. You would be able to travel, take care of the ones you love, live where you want, drive where you want, eat what you want, you know, within body restrictions of calories and obesity and those types of things. But you know what I mean? Or organic even, like I want to eat organic food, right? You knew that you'd be able to live life like you wanted to live it on your terms at that period of time, right? But it meant that you were going to need to prioritize your finances first for the next 15 years. You were going to pay yourself first. You were going to learn about money. You were going to be on a regimented plan to build wealth, right? Would you do it? Okay, and, and some, of, some of you guys listening right now, you might think, well, I don't know if I could. That sounds like a lot of sacrifice. Right? That sounds like it might not be something I, I would like. It sounds like I'm going to have to give something up. Well, let me share, you with the, share this with you. You're already giving something up. It's called your future. If you don't do this, you're giving up your future. Right? Because there will be one. You're giving up the future of your kids. You're giving up the future of your grandkids. By not planning ahead. Now, here's the myth, though. A lot of us, we think, well, there's a lot of sacrifice and... Okay, you're already sacrificing. You're already doing stuff you don't like doing. You're already wishing you could spend your time doing something else. Why not have it pay off? Right? And, and I want to bust this myth, myth really quick because here's the, the model we just talked about. We've got this guy putting his money away. And by doing that, he's also deferring his lifestyle. Okay. And, and, and we're looking at this guy and we're saying, wow, like this is, this is the model. And, and nobody looks at this one and says, that looks miserable. Even though we're all thinking it. Nobody looks at this and says, that looks like hard work, even though we're all thinking it. Nobody looks at this and says, that's a meager existence. Uh, that's not something that looks great, even though we're all thinking it. Okay, I want to share with you a different story, though. 
Okay, we got this guy, different guy. Okay, I'm going to erase some things here. And he's taking his money now. And he's doing this thing that I call the triangle of wealth. Right now, he does that with his money. So he earns it. He saves it. And he invests it. Right? But he does this in a way that when he invests it, it increases his active income today. Right? It increases the money that he earns today. These investments improve his earning power now. Not in 40 years, not in 20 years, not in 30 years, today. And because he does that, he earns more. He also then can what? Save more. Right? Because he saves more, what happens next? He's able to invest more. And because he invests more, he does what? He earns more. Right? Wealth is so simple. It comes down to this. Now, here's where people get lost. And here's what slows someone down. Because I want to talk about how do you go fast? Okay? We get caught up in whether or not we like the thing we do to earn. Right? Do I feel like it's blissful? Right? Is it the best thing in the world? Guys, I run a company. I love running a company, but there are things I do on a day-to-day -day basis. I don't like them. They're not enjoyable. It's not like I would be like, this is what I would rather do, you know, compared to anything else in the world. No, no, no. It's the price I'm paying. It's the investment that I'm making with my time and with my energy because I know exactly what I'm building. And I know exactly what I'm going to have when I'm done. And I know exactly the effect it's going to create on the people that I'm working with and the people around me. I have complete clarity of that. So I'm not thinking about where else I could be or what else I could be doing or what I'm missing out on while I'm doing it because I'm doing this by choice. Right? So whatever you do to earn income, and I've talked about this before, I'm not going to get super into the weeds on it today. It needs to be something that you can scale and you can increase, right? And you need to, need to be able to grow the income, whether that means working more hours or increasing your hourly rate or making more sales or growing your business, right? But that active income, this is where people get stuck because they, they feel trapped in it. They're like, oh, I don't want to have a job. Jobs are bad. Bosses are bad. Since when? Right? I have a like I, I am a boss and I have a job. I work in my company. I employ people. I can't have the mindset that jobs are bad and bosses are bad and then be like, well, I need to go hire some employees now, right? Like that, that's where you're exchanging to get your income. Never invalidate the place that you get your income from. Never, never, ever, 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 unless what you're doing is illegal or unethical, right? If it's legal and it's ethical and you feel like it's okay to do and you're not feeling bad about doing it because it's not against your moral code or anything, Never invalidate it. Do more of it. Lean into it. And do that for five or 10 years, like twice as much as everyone else, and watch what happens. Now, here's the thing. When you earn a lot of income, your lifestyle improves. Your quality of life improves. If you're making, let's say you're used to making 10000 a month, right? 10000 a month, that's your lifestyle. And we're over here making 10000 a month. And you decide, I'm going to double down. I'm going to do twenty. Okay, if you were making 10,000 a month, I would be telling you you should save a percentage of your income. I believe you should save 40%. Now, if you double your income, you're still going to save 40% of your income. Right? 40% of 20 instead of 10. 
right? What does that mean? You have another 60% that you get to do whatever you want to do with. Sure, there's taxes and debts and different things, but guess what? On 20,000, the 60% of it that you keep, your quality of life just improved. In real time, today, now, you get to have a better life because of that extra income, right? So focus on increasing it. Don't focus on working less. Don't focus on trying to avoid effort. Don't focus on, I don't know if I feel out of balance or I feel like I'm doing too much work. You're going to do that the rest of your life if you don't get free. But you want to talk about out of balance, talk about being in, in a financial prison for the next four decades of your life and then dying and never getting to experience the life you wanted to experience. Oh, but I had good weekends. You're not going to care by then. You're going to say, I wish I could have traveled. I wish I could have helped. I wish I could have contributed. I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have made this planet better than I found it instead of just being like, yeah, I went to restaurants. I watched Netflix, right? I told new people the same stories. I told old people the same stories, right? So that's, that's, not, that's not a life. You're not making an impact there, right? If you're really wanting to make an impact, the way you do that is through wealth. Wealth gives you power, options, influence, ability, and, and, and you can actually contribute, okay? Now, when you're saving, here's the other thing. So the earn thing, just go increase your active income. That will speed your wealth up. When you save, you need to do two things. You need to save somewhere that allows you to leverage your savings so you don't lose out on compounding interest. Okay, the second thing is you need to save in places that are liquid. People slow themselves down for two reasons. They put their money somewhere that's not liquid so they can't have it and they can't use it. And then they're like, oh yeah, I can only move as fast as my liquidity comes in from this money, which might not be for 30 years, right? Or they save in areas that either pay very minimal interest at all, or they lose compounding interest, right? So I can't access my money. It doesn't grow very much. And if it does grow, like I lose that growth at some point because of withdrawals or volatilities or fees. So we've all heard the old adage, it's not just what you make, it's what you keep. Well, it's not just what you keep. It's also where you keep it, right? Where do I keep that? And if I keep it in the right location, it's going to speed my wealth up. Okay, finally is investing. Okay, investing, very similar to the saving thing. Now, you're going to sustain and secure your wealth through investing in the early stages, right? So you're going to go from, you know, broke to 100,000 net worth or from 100,000s of net worth to millions of net worth or from millions to 10 million. You're going to do that through aggressively earning, aggressively saving, and making investments that do two things, they make money and they don't lose money. You're not looking to knock it out of the park. You're not looking to angel invest. You're not looking to, you know, buy the next uh, Uber and have, you know, the IPO fly up uh, through the roof and, and you get rich off of one share that you bought. You're not looking for that. Okay. You're looking at, you know, eights and tens and 12% steady. And you're just going to keep doing that over and over and over and over and rinse and repeat because that's how you're going to get to becoming financially independent, right? So speed with wealth does not happen through increasing your rate of return on investing. Here's the problem with that, right? When you increase your rate of return on investing, you increase your risk. Okay, one of the one of the guys on my team, he's a registered investment advisor, fiduciary. We were talking and he's like, yeah, like when you bump your returns up, you are bumping up your risk. Risk is potential for loss. 
right? And so while you might have money coming in, you might earn, you know, 15 or 20 or whatever percent. Or if you're trying to do crypto, you're like, I'm going to earn 100%. Cool. You could also lose all of it. Right. And so the way you build a wall is brick by brick, not by pouring all of the concrete at once and hoping it sticks in the form of a wall. You go brick by brick by brick. Right. And you speed it up by earning more active income, by saving more of that active income. You can even increase the percentage, save a higher percentage of your income. Right. And then investing in things that are stable, that are going to earn for you regularly. They're going to scale your wealth and supplement the earn so that you can then save more and you use the velocity of that triangle to continue building wealth. Okay, now as you're doing this, there's little things you can do to speed it up further. You can do things like reduce your taxes, right? You can do things like limit the amount of interest you pay. You can do things like reduce your legal risks and liabilities. Those are all little enhancements, but the basic is you need to earn, you need to save, you need to invest, right? And if you're a high income earner, like you should save 40% of your income and you should be putting it in sacred accounts. Like you should not be putting it in bank accounts. You should not be putting it in your 401k plan. You should not be deferring your lifestyle, right? Wealth is life. Quality of life, that is wealth. That's what life is made of. Like I, I read a quote today and, and, and one of the things it was talking about was that if money was wealth and, and money was life, you would be able to tie someone up in a bag full of dollar bills and they'd be happy. Right. And that's not true. People would you'd hate that. It's torture. That'd be cruel and unusual punishment. Right. So you need money to have wealth. Wealth isn't money. You need money to have wealth. Because I define wealth as a life of abundance and prosperity in all areas. Right. And if you want to get there with speed, increase your resources, increase the active income, increase the savings, invest in steady things. Right. These are all things that that are, are not super complicated. Right. So I'm going to wrap it up on this note. Um, and I want to thank you for tuning in this evening as a thank you, as a gift. I'm actually going to give you a free copy of my book, Blueprint to Financial Freedom. Right. And uh, I'm going to erase this. We pop this up on the screen. So and sorry about the URL. It's super long. I'm going to get this shortened. Uh, if you go to theblueprint2financialfreedom.com, theblueprint2financialfreedom.com, you can get a free copy of the book um, and that'll be shipped out to you. Again, that's on me. You cover your shipping. I'll cover the book. I wrote it. I'll pay uh, the, the cost of it. You just cover the shipping to get out to you. And when you go through that, and this is what it looks like, by the way. So again, that's theblueprint2financialfreedom.com. Uh, when you grab the book, right? This is going to break down the sequence, right? The sequence of what you should be doing. Okay. When do I do X, Y, and Z? It's like lining up the dominoes for your finances. And you're going to know which one to start with, which one to end with. So that when you hit that first domino, you can keep your momentum. You can keep moving. That's all I got for you this evening. Thank you for watching. Like, share, subscribe. I'll see you next time.